Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the SVT Podcast. Today, it is just the V and the T, uh, followed by Tim's on our ones and twos. Tim, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, uh, Vince, how are we feeling today? Feeling all right. You know, uh, kind of excited for this upcoming week in sports, and we'll get into it, in, you know, right now, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so just really excited to just talk and hang out for just a little bit, you know, yeah. distract us from the world outside. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so today's show, we're going to be talking about Fans Fest and the greatness of it all. Um, MLB sprinkled in there as well. We got some outside news for that. Uh, touching base on the Warriors. Somebody got paid, and it isn't who you might think it is. Um, hockey as well, we got some... Uh, frozen ice scores to get to you boys and then uh soccer we're gonna round it up here for you guys so without further ado uh vince you said you had some baseball news to start us off here yeah so just uh we got some players finding uh new homes uh we have tim anderson he was with the white Sox. he's now with the miami marlins on a one-year five million dollar deal i don't know why but that feels right that feels natural for him to be there like how like flashy he is all his chain i feel like that was the place to be <laughs> well yeah i mean i i he, he had a horrendous uh season last year and that's why he only got one year for five mil like he was making a lot more yeah uh, the prior years in chicago so uh, uh he, he's looking for a bounce back year we'll see if he can get it with the miami marlins uh they made the playoffs last year didn't they that's true that's so, true they were a surprise team yeah they were a bit of a, a shocker to sneak in there as a wild card team so you, you never know we'll see what yeah. happens there uh eric hosmer retiring after 13 seasons that's your old boy there um he's yeah gone. man um i honestly thought that he was gonna be an a at one point like when the a's were making those playoff runs i thought you know i just wanted to upgrade over the the horror show that we had with Derek barton so i i really thought eric hosmer was going to be a what an a at one point never quite happened though uh long time royal he also was a padre for quite a while there too and uh 13 years you know he's gonna be one of those guys a decade a decade from now you're gonna be like you remember eric hosmer oh yeah that dude like he's gonna be that dude he's not a hall of famer or nothing but you know yeah. Like, oh yeah, I mean, that he, guy he was pretty some... good for a while there. Yeah. He was a World Series champ with Royals, right? He was. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, at least you got that. Yeah. Yep. Uh Cody Bellinger is not going anywhere. He's returning to the Cubs three years, 80 million, and each year has an opt-out. So um, if he has a good year again this year, he wants to test the free market, uh, the free agent market again. He's right back in it if he wants to. Uh he's one of the Scott Boris four that they're calling yeah. him, uh Montgomery. Chapman and uh Snell are still unsigned as of recording time right now. So I think Snell might go to the Giants. I'm you just so? gonna I think I'm gonna put that down because he's not gonna go to the Dodgers. If he's not gonna go to the Giants, he'll probably go back to the Padres. I, I yeah. that's just my two guesses. Well, I mean the Giants would have to overpay um yes. for him because yes. right now for like because of the outside shit, um Yes, it's it's tougher to get people to agree to go to San Francisco, whether it's warranted or not. I mean, yes. that's you know, I mean, I think a lot of that is overblown. Uh, so there is problems there, but it's it's just like any other major city. There's good spots and then there's bad spots. And I just think that, that Korean baseball kid and, and, and forgive me for not knowing his name, but I know he was a top, you know, KPL player. But MLB is different, man. It's just different. And yeah, I and counting I, on and I, him to be a leadoff. 
uh, yeah too. And, and i don't think the jorge soler thing is a is a move that's really you know making big waves here you know i i actually i i i like uh i like it for depth and building like mm-hmm. you know just like if he's your six hitter like yeah that's, that's fucking yeah. great uh, but he's probably it, gonna be their four their four yeah. hole yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, but he, he does have 30 home run power. We, we talked about it last That's week. True. That's true. He has, true. if he's healthy, he's uh, like, I, I'm going on the record. If he's healthy, he, if he plays 140, 145 games or whatever, he has a full season. That dude's hitting 30 homers. I'm, I'm I guess I'm, I'm putting that on the, I guess what I'm getting at is like, like not to shit on my, on my friends that are giants fans, but you've had two years in a row where you've had money to spend and, we knew you were going to have to overpay, but you didn't really get anything that I think impresses people. You got no. things that if yeah, you yeah. put it together, they could maybe do something, but yeah, it's like it, it, it's moves that if the A's would, would be willing to be the 20th payroll yeah, um, that they would make, you know, like exactly. th- this isn't giants money. This is, um, you know, uh, Cincinnati Reds ish money, something like that. That's about right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, something like that. Um, you know, an owner that doesn't really want to spend too much, but is willing to like hand out a contract here and there. Joey Votto was there forever, you know. I mean, at this point, they're also even the 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 Tampa as well, too. I mean, Tampa's paying certain players, but you're like, yeah, really bringing in talent, you know. (laughs) Right, yeah, 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 totally. Okay, so uh uh, this broke today. Brandon Crawford is going to St. Louis. We don't even have the particulars uh, uh, yeah. right now, but uh, so the longtime giant after 13 years, he's going elsewhere now. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know who they have playing shortstop or second base in St. He, Louis. He's, so. he, he's a depth infielder is, yeah. is that that's, that's what I understand it to be is um he's going to be a mentor and a uh, depth and a depth defensive replacement at the end of games and stuff like okay. that like okay. that's going to be his role he's not going there to start um his his bat has really diminished over the last four years really um but uh you know th- that glove hasn't diminished really at all like he still has the range he's he's got like four gold gloves so i mean he yeah. knows what he's doing on the defensive side at least so Agreed. you know I, th- I think that's a solid depth piece for st louis who is they were surprised bottom dwellers last year and you know We'll see. We'll, we'll see if your veteran leadership, you know, championship DNA, as Sam loves to hate on, <laughs> see if that helps the the young St. Louis team out. Uh, Kika Hernandez goes back to the Dodgers on a four million dollar contract as well. Um, yeah, a couple things to note on that. Um, Kika Hernandez got signed because they were able to move Manuel Margot to the Twins. Um, they're also giving six million dollars to the Twins to help pay his contract this year because. You know, the Dodgers don't have money to spend. Right. Jeez Louise. Um, also, a notable thing that wasn't on here, I just want to point out, uh, Piscotti signed a minor league deal with the A's. I oh, fully yeah. believe he will be with the team uh, yeah. sometime, and I don't think he's going to go back down. Um, so just put no. that out there as well. Yeah. Okay. So th- those are your baseball side notes. Now let's talk to the main event for baseball. It was Fans Fest on Saturday. You wins, boots on the ground. Let's give give us your uh, your impressions, buddy. Yeah. So, okay, I've been thinking about how I want to address this and how I want to say this, and and I'm just gonna go off how kind of my mindset was going into it and my day. Right. Yeah. I really wanted to see the interviews that were scheduled at 2 p.m. And those interviews consisted of uh, Trey, um, not Trey, uh, uh, Trevor May, 
uh coco chris Ime. yeah 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 <laughs> that's Trey. how you get to Trey. yeah coco chris and and uh grant balfour right that was mm-hmm. the the interviews i wanted to see we ended up getting there like a little after 12 o'clock and i thought it was gonna be like maybe a couple thousand people like two three thousand people there was like 12,000 people in total that showed up for this thing. 12 to 13,000 is what they estimated, right? Yeah, uh, it's there's different people estimating different things. Some people were saying, t- you know, 10 to 15 was the estimate that I heard. Yeah. And if you're, you're telling me 12 or 13, that's right in the middle of that. So, yeah, I there was a lot of people and I and I, I was mean, there for pretty much the heart of it. So I'm willing to believe it. It might have gotten up to as much as 15, but you don't have any professional like, you know, people counters there either. So. The it's only thing you could sure. say that that being evaluated is because Drake's Brewery was the uh, organization that dipped out from the uh, and I'm gonna put in quotations because we don't nothing is proven yet uh, pressure from the uh, shitty ownership of the Oakland A's. Right. So, it, it it sounded like maybe the A's didn't shake down Drake's per se. They shut down Aramark or whoever is running. Right. You know, and then they they did that to to Drake's and Drake's was the only one that said yeah okay well. Out allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. allegedly. But but it, it it did open up the door for seven different breweries to join, which mm-hmm. um your boy did try quite a few of those. Um, so <laughs> but didn't uh, work. Love it. Yeah. So so the, I guess what where I'm, I'm getting at is that the estimation of the twelve to fifteen thousand people they ran out of beer. So there was like nine stands in total of beer. They all ran out of beer. It's probably um, it, in hindsight, it might be a good thing yeah. that Drake's dipped out because they, they would have ran out before you even showed up. Exactly. If Drake exactly. was if Drake's was still there. Yeah. You had, you had, you know, half a dozen others, fill, you know, backfilling in and they bring even more beer. And there you go. At least there was enough for most of the event. Yeah. And then there was also a gin stand. I think uh, Tim's in the auto here. Uh, the uh, the gin stand was near you uh, where you were working. Uh, Tim, you were doing the uh the the boy scouts is that correct yeah so we were working with a nonprofit uh called dirty nature and they uh go the they're you know go to different events and help to keep the event clean which you guys made the entire our job was almost obsolete because you guys like threw away everything like there was hardly any trash anywhere you guys kept it very clean um but yeah you know it uh, yeah well i was there just trying to help out and and yeah it was it was uh, with a partnership with the Cub Scouts of America as well. How impressive is that though? There was twelve to fifteen thousand estimated, right? And it was clean. Like people, as we were saying before the show, people were actually recycling things. People were actually doing landfill things. They were putting them in where they needed to be. Which I don't think I've been to the Coliseum and seen them do that. So um, yeah, everybody was on their best behavior. Yes, for sure, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, some things that I saw at the fan fest that I thought was amazing. Okay. So one, it was super organized. I made sure that I went and thanked, you know, the Oakland 68s. Um, I made sure that I went and thanked the last dive bar. They all, they both had their individual boots next to the main stage. My, and there was a stage inside the building and a stage outside. Outside was the main stage. And that's where they conducted most of their interviews and music was there. But what was great about it was just the, the love that you got from everyone around it the the feeling that everyone was just coming together unifying it was amazing to see um i had literally said that out sat, or out loud to a couple fans <laughs> and this guy dressed up as dave cavall comes up to me and he goes whoa 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 
A's fans are nice and loyal in Oakland? Never. <laughs> so he goes, I go, are you Dave Cavallo? He goes, yes. And before you say anything, and he pulls out of his pocket a piece of paper, he unfolds the paper and he goes, we do have ballpark renderings. And it was a, like a crayon drown, drawn picture <laughs> of a ballpark. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I, I I actually watched uh, Foul Territory. They had like a three hour live stream yeah. from there, and they talked to they talked to the players, and they talked to um, Melissa Lockhart and Casey Pratt, and they they right. talked to Hal, and they talked to Fake Dave Cavill as well. Yeah. So uh, he he pulled them up on the uh, like uh, on that one, and you yeah. can see like oh here's the skyline. We might need to move that over <laughs> here or whatever. Um, he was but, great, man. He was going around and just he totally had the tone too. Like, like he really yeah. he did some work. Like, that's a theater kid, man. That's yeah. a theater kid for sure. The um, cadence and everything he taught, it was exactly how how Dave would talk. And it was great because he was going around and just like messing with every A's fan. Like, oh, you're happy <laughs> to be here? You shouldn't be. <laughs> like, just like really leaning into being Dave Cavell. And it was great. I loved every bit of it. Um, how was was there as well? Uh, he was dressed up as a rally possum, uh, which was great. And uh, Tim, you were wondering how your kid got cotton candy. How was walking around with a tray full of cotton candy, giving it away for free to everyone and anyone who wanted cotton candy. So um, I'm sure that lady acquired some and then gave some to to the your your son. So um, that's that's how that happened because the uh, you know the the first round of cotton candy they were excited and then they couldn't find cotton candy anymore. I'm like. I guess it's gone. I mean, it's free cotton candy. Of course it's gone. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing I noted too was the, the interview process. Okay. So when you walk inside, they had like a upstairs area, which they call like the green room area for, you know, obviously the, the athletes that were there and, and some of the news media that was there. Coco Chris, Grant Balfour, and uh, Trevor May just said, screw it. And they re they went underneath the ropes and just walked with the people and just like took pictures, signed autographs. Mm. They didn't, they weren't, they were like, I'm here for you. You guys are here for us. I don't need to be behind a rope. At one point, and Casey Pratt said it, and it's true, uh, Grant Balfour just left. He just started walking around the booths and just going and see whatever was out here. He was like, I miss being here. That's so cool. So I thought that yeah. was awesome. Uh, while they were doing the interview process, they had a, a band which sounded like they were at the Coliseum, just banging away, making horn noises the whole time, right? And uh, Melissa Lockhart goes, I think we should probably tell that band to be quiet because we're about to do the interviews of the players. But even if we told them, they're not going to. This is the Oakland Ace. Right. <laughs> so uh, they were great. Um, Grant Balfour is uh, huge. He looks like he could still pitch. Like, that's not a joke. He's mm -hmm. massive human being right now. Uh, Coco Chris was surprisingly really uh, uh an eloquent public speaker and uh he was really funny he was talking about how the burning lean happened and and uh mm -hmm. he had mentioned that it was not started by uh jerry blevins it's contrary that, to belief that, that's a little bit of a controversy there they're yeah, both yeah. Uh, they're both trying to take credit for it so uh, <laughs> i'm gonna I, i'm gonna side with coco on this one because coco showed up so yeah so tough, tough luck blevins <laughs> what i heard was that he, coco had brought it into the locker room this song right the burning lean song josh read it he brought it in okay so coco chris brought it in as a joke just because he was the resonant dj for the locker room he always played the music okay 
he brought this song as a joke and josh reddick was like hey that song's pretty catchy and he's like are you are you serious and josh reddick you know careless whisper he told coco crisp you should make it your walk-up music because uh i don't know and so he did and then that's when jerry blevins came in and and said oh coco you should do the dance right so coco did the dance but he does give credit to jerry blevins for being the best at doing the dance because he was tall and lanky and just could right, do it better yeah, than anybody there's else more, uh, there's more movement there in the yes, shoulders. yes yes so coco takes credit for bringing the song doing the dance in public but crediting jerry blevins for telling him to do the dance even though blevins probably did the dance better so um all in all man it was a great time um uh, Definitely loved every bit of it. I mean, I guess we were there for the A's and there was a lot of support for that. And uh, Rick Tittle, Casey Pratt, Melissa Lockhart, they did a great job uh, emceeing it. 68s and Dive Bar did an amazing job of putting this on. Um, like many people say, you know, if you're keeping in tune with other broadcasters for this whole situation, 68s and, and uh, Last Dive Bar, they're just fans. They're not event coordinators. They don't do this they did this all on their own time and and you know they've got family and jobs and they put on an amazing well-organized show um and we're able to get top people coming in to showcase what is happening and what the a's uh or at least what oakland is all about about keeping everything here so i i do want to say that yes it was about the a's but the oakland roots were there the oakland soul was there the ballers had their press conference you know um there's a lot of Oakland things involved in this too. Even the Stockton Port showed up with their mascot and giving away free tickets to the games, which I did get an email today. Your boy uh -huh. did not win the free tickets, unfortunately, but they did Aww. give you a discount. You get oh, a that's discount. Fun. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it's single A also. So, I mean, it's, it's already not terribly expensive to go anyway. So Agreed. it's just, you got to get out to, you got to get out to Stockton to do it. And, uh, true. True. The Altamont is not, is notoriously a pain in the ass. But... <laughs> that is true. That is very true. But, Definitely true. <laughs> um, I had a great time. I know, Tim, you know, I don't know what memories you may have had, but I, I think you kind of touched it on that. It just seemed like everyone was happy. Everyone was organized. Nobody was rowdy. You know, I don't know if you saw anything different, but from where you were at, but. No, everybody like you. you I, I don't know how to say this, but it was like you knew that there was a funeral happening, but everybody was was happy about it anyway you know yes like, it was we turned just... that fucker into a wake is what happened yeah yes because <laughs> oh. I, I saw so much love at for a the dive A's bar a dive I, bar wake and I, I was like you know what well, i've been hearing so much bad especially from you guys you know talking about how everything sucks about what's happening with the a's uh but then like yeah, you know seeing that's, that's all... true tim that's true we we do we do talk about about a lot and i think we're just so you know mentally and emotionally invested in into this team growing up that it does feel like it's getting ripped from us so we are a little depressed about it but don't get us wrong i mean we're very happy to be fans of this oakland team we're just not happy to be fans of this ownership so yeah um, definitely yeah you... i mean as soon as if they like if if las vegas falls through and and if it does fall through i have to imagine john fisher basically just cuts bait and and sells the team at that point yeah um if that happens i'm buying tickets for the next game like yeah, and and i'm sure. not the only one like there's like the, the next game like as soon as a new seller like 
Like as, as, as soon as somebody takes over this team that actually wants to keep them in Oakland, ticket sales are going to go through the roof already. Like, like that, that, that is guaranteed. That is locked in. That's going to happen. Uh, so, so, I mean, that's just kind of what a lot of Ace fans are waiting for at this point. We don't want to give John Fisher any more money at all. Um, yeah. Hell, even like the, the boy, like the, the boycott that's happening on opening day, just going into the parking lot to, you know, spend 30 bucks or whatever, that feels gross, you know? So, uh, I'm not going to that. Uh, I have other plans. Uh, it's my birthday. Sue me. I'm going, I'm going to Disney. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna go do birthday things. I'm, I'm gonna go do birthday things. God damn it! I'm gonna be an adult and have a a, a Ghirardelli milkshake at 9 a.m. Heck yeah! Why not? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I did what I did. One more memorable thing, and then we can move off it because there's there's not much more. Yeah. But Tim, did you see? Okay, Vince, there was like uh, I don't know, 15 to 18 to somewhere in there porta potties, right? Uh-huh. Tim, did you see what was on every single door of the porta potties? Uh, I think it starts with uh, John and ends with Fisher. Yeah, so every porta potty had a picture of John Fisher's face on it, and they called it the John. <laughs> uh, I think I did see that at some point on some somebody's feed. I I I, I must have watched like a dozen different feeds. Yeah, yeah. Different people there, mo- mostly the professional ones, but also a couple of fan ones snuck in there as well so um yeah yeah this was this was an uh quite an event i had uh i, I wish i could have gone but i just I, I had other things uh happening that i couldn't uh, yeah not, not a problem man but, i mean but we had boots on the ground representative uh tyler yeah. so and yeah I, I got my clown nose my son got oh, his nice. clown nose <laughs> they so. had a, a picture of uh like a you know, remember um uh, major league where they had the cutout of the owner mm-hmm so yeah. it was kind of like that, uh, but it was put a put the nose on the clown. That was the oh, game. Oh, nice! Yeah. yeah, so that's cool, man. Like, I, I'm glad you got to do that. Uh, you know, I uh, I got to see everyone put the nose on the clown because right next to it was a a, a brewery stand. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was great. I um, I not I don't want to say I I want another fans fest. I'd like to have a new ownership and they put on a fan fest for us, but. You know, amazing job from the 68s and, and the last dive bar. Oh, you know, yeah. Hands down. I agree. Yeah. Excellent work. All right. So I guess that that does it for our baseball talk. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's let's talk basketball. The Warriors, they get uh, two out of three wins over the, uh, the last week. They're like 10 and three in their last uh, 13 games or something like that. Right. Um. Uh. The, the the most recent game was a loss at home against Denver, and that was one nineteen to one hundred three. Uh. In that game, uh. Man, it was it it it, it was they they were up early like fifteen points, and yeah. I I do have a stat that I that I saw in, in the post game, and Sunday's loss against Denver was the seventh time this season the Warriors had lost a game when they led by fifteen or more points at some point during the yeah. game so that's that that's first in the league or in the association tied with the san antonio spurs so yeah if, if you like like if you put four of those games away you're you're out of the uh play and you're like solidly in you know yeah um you're probably it's, it's you're probably rough. up there with 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 dallas um or the phoenix suns i think they're like fourth and i think actually they're I'm, so I'm tight-knit i think i think dallas moved down to like an eight 
but they're so tight knit that like it could be changed by a game. But well, um, well, well. Here, here's the standings right now. Like, so I'm, I'm basically saying if you, if you take four of those losses and change them into wins, yeah, you're talking about being tied for fifth with the Kings yeah. right now. Okay, that's okay. That that's that that's where you're at. You're tied. You're you're tied for fifth. Uh, the the Warriors are still, you know, uh, playing a lot better in recent recent weeks and. Chris Paul is on his way back. I don't know if, uh, you know, like he should be I, available tomorrow. He's, well, he's available for tomorrow's. If game. you're watching this show tomorrow, then he's available today. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the upcoming schedule is Tuesday at Washington, Thursday at the New York Knicks, Friday at Toronto, and then Sunday at Boston. So we it's got going to be Coast, a gauntlet. Yeah. East Coast swing uh, yeah. right now. So I think so that's Washington, you, you should be fine. Jordan Poole's coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, New York Knicks. You know what? They're not. They're not as. They're not a tough out. Uh, you know, they're they're gonna play hard all the way to yeah. the end. There, Toronto is. They're kind of abysmal right now, and then obviously Boston was. You know, the, is leading the planet right now. So yeah. So um, uh, a couple like things to, see... to note. Yeah, I, that Denver game. Does Denver remind you of the Warriors? Like maybe a three, four years ago. Just like if they needed to turn it on, they'll just turn it on. Right when KD was with the Warriors, like. Mm-hmm. Denver reminds me of a lot of that. And I, they, and I, they were able to turn it on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, whenever they need to, you know, like, Oh, we're, yeah. we're down. We won't be down for long. I promise you. Yeah. I mean, they're currently in the three seed right now and they're only a game and a half out of the top seed. Uh, they, they could conceivably get there, man. Like they're six yeah. and four in their last 10. I'm just looking at the standings right now. Uh, Timberwolves and thunder are both like just white hot. They're both 40 wins, 17 losses and uh tied for first in the western conference so so that's uh you know the, the, the nuggets are right there the clippers are only a game back of the nuggets uh and then you have that drop off to uh five six seven and eight seed they're separated by a half a game there's so, a commonality with those three teams the top three teams you know yeah. you, you said uh timberwolves is first right yeah you've got arguably one of the best one or two guards right in in ant right in the league right now currently he's hot right you got arguably one of the best bigs in the league right now especially on the west right in car anthony towns and then you look at okc arguably one of the best one or two guards in uh say gilgis alexander sga mm. and then you got chet holgram which is, an is athletic. he's it, yeah. killing it and then you look at three you know you got jamal murray arguably one of the top point guards and shooting guards and Oh, uh, you know, Jokic. <laughs> it just seems to be a common theme. You yeah. know, I, I don't and, know. And all those big guys can shoot, man. Yeah. And they're athletic. I mean, yeah. to tell me Jokic isn't athletic. Yeah. He does not look athletic, but I promise you that game last night, you watched it. He's yeah. athletic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, like he keeps his six pack in the fridge, man. Uh, yeah. He, he doesn't need a six pack to be athletic. He can like, yeah, he's got moves for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not breaking any news here when I say that. Uh, well, Nikola Jokic, former MVP, I think he's going to be pretty – I think he's pretty good. He's all right. Draymond said in his podcast that uh, I had no answers for Jokic. I mean, he absolutely outclassed me, outplayed me, hands mm-hmm. down. I had zero answers for him. And he even said – he goes, he's sneaky fast. Like, there was one point where I had to bust my ass down the line to go catch up to him because he was outrunning me. So, oh yeah, you know, a lot of lot of uh, accommodations for that Denver team, and I, and I think they're going to be – I mean, if the Warriors, I'm going to root for you, but if you, if it ain't going to be them, I do think Denver is going to go back. I really do. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, 
just for fun, for funsies, uh, right now the Celtics have a seven and a half game lead on the Cavaliers for the for the one seed. Okay. Okay. Um, I just find it amusing that the difference between the one seed and the eight seed in the West is seven games. So yeah. the Mavericks are closer to the one seed in the eighth spot than the the Cavaliers are to the one seed, and they're in the two spot in the East. It's just. It's fun how the uh, how the bracket shakes out sometimes. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let, let's just talk a couple of uh, NBA notes here. Uh, Steve Kerr, he got paid. He's he's gonna stick around two more years. Thirty five million two year ex- extension, so seventeen and a half per, and that makes him the highest paid coach in NBA history, and well deserved. I mean, and I mean, it doesn't yeah. count against the salary cap, you know. Joe Lacob doesn't go into luxury tax on Steve Kerr's money. So, uh, is that am pay the man six NBA finals in like 10 years, right? Because you lost one, you lost one to Cleveland and you lost one to uh, to Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, then you have four, so six NBA finals. Yep, yeah, I think uh, he Steve, Steve Kerr's worth every penny. And yeah, as long as Steve Kerr's here, Steph Curry's gonna be here, I think. Uh, I don't think I don't I don't even know if Steph wants to play for another coach. Well, like, Steph, he noted when they asked him about Steve Kersing, he he goes, "I just realized that's the same length as my contract." So, <laughs> oh, they might be walking out together. No, it might be that picture of um, holding of, pinkies. Uh, it might be that picture of um, oh my gosh, Ninja Turtles, and they're like, oh, like with Shredder or whatever. Uh, I can't remember the 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 their or, or, sensei's name. It's not Shredder, but anyways, no, 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 um, no, oh, the rat. I can't. Yeah, I'm yeah, drawing yeah. a blank. But anyways. Where they all like he's got them as children, and then they're all grown up and they're carrying him out. I can't remember his yeah. their their teacher's name, but anyways, might be like that, you know, Clay, uh, Dre, and and Steph uh, walking out with Kerr. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, go for him. Splinter. Splinter. There Fucking you go. Hell, I was, I I loved the Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. I was, I I I I might have impaled myself on something if I couldn't have got that. Like <laughs> that was gonna drive me bonkers so <laughs> splinter yeah yeah those, those names know. are a little too similar splinter and shredder he he might walk out with all of them who knows i, I think clay's coming back for the warriors i think uh he'll do like a two-year friendly reduced deal. price yeah yeah a one-year one one player option for the second year type of deal who knows you know mm-hmm. who knows yeah, okay so congrats steve kerr getting your bag 2027 all-star game is going to take place in phoenix reportedly and that would make it three years in a row for, for the Pacific division because the Warriors are hosting it next year in 2025. The Clippers in their new stadium, their new arena, they're going to host it in 2026. And if have these you, reports... Uh, uh, have you seen their new logo? The Clippers? Yeah, I, I was literally about to go there right oh, okay. now. Um, okay. uh, Phoenix is also happens to be hosting the WNBA All-Star Game this year in mid-July. So oh, they're going to get a little bit of a uh, test run. And there we go. That brings us to... Note. I see. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There's no. I had you. I had you, bud. I got you. All right. The so the Los Angeles Clippers new logo and the new uniforms have leaked. It feels like a like 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 some sort of um investment firm logo more than a basketball logo to me. Um, let me let me look back I don't up enti- here because I like, like I I heard the like I saw the description and everything and what 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 they were going for and what they mean. Um. I think there's worse logos out there, but I mean, there's also some better logos and it just look, I'm, I'm not mad. It's, it doesn't look terrible. Yeah. 
it no, looks no, no. like the um the Christmas uniforms that they did a few years back. Like the lettering and all of it kind of looks like. So oh, oh yeah 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 okay I see what you're saying there. Um, yeah. I, I will also add in that the the new uniforms also leaked along with this, and they're bringing that font back from like when we were kids. Yeah. Or whatever. Like so, I I actually really enjoyed that font. Uh, yeah, I I'm not. It. I'm not um, mad at it. Um. And so, so you're using the new, the newer shades of red and blue that they have for the team now, and uh, but you're bringing, you're, you're trying to tie it back to the uh, when the Clippers first came to LA from San Diego. And Is you, there? You're, you're uh, really go- diving into the, uh, the 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 nautical theme. Yeah. Is their logo? Their logo is a ship now. Is that correct? Basically, yeah. And and it's like also kind of forming a compass. <laughs> Um, where 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 it says Los Angeles, where the N is in yeah. uh, Angeles, that's actually at North, and so it kind of points North, like the logo kind of looks like a there. And does yeah, that it, does that mean Chuck the Condor is dead? I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, he don't make no sense with their new logo, right? You don't have a condor. I don't even know how they got that as their mascot. To be honest, I, I someone they, tell me they were just the doing comments. like a, a California theme, and that's you know I think I think it's just more like you know the California condor endangered species or whatever, and yeah, I, I think that's probably more what it was. Uh, just me, right. j- just me riffing off of what what I think logically might have happened there. Um, I I think Chuck's dead. No, I think I, I, I think, I think, I think Chuck will stick around. I think I think they lose their mascot like the Warriors lost theirs. They just don't have a mascot because you can't have a ship be a mascot unless hold on hold on unless the ship is a mascot and then during intervals of you know timeouts or whatever or halftime that ship has cannons and it's shooting out T-shirts to the fans. Well, see, I was also thinking um, uh, in the South Park episode where Russell Crowe is fighting around the world. Um, he's got the tugboat tugger yeah. and, uh, and and he's he's his own little mascot so maybe they got their own little tugger that's um, true that could be a uh, thing mm. fighting around the world you know that's true that's true could be fun. i can see that could be, could be fun uh they are la based and that's where the south park guys live and so i don't know you know they got their new arena opening and it looks interesting it like yeah. um it's another venue. It's going to be their own venue too. So they don't have to share it with two other tenants. Um, actually three, which means Billy Crystal can be actually up. sit courtside at his home arena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Him and Jack don't have to keep trading, bet trading the seats back and forth between each other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks like a, you know what it kind of looks like? It looks like, um, you know, when you find that perfect rock to skip over the water, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it kind of looks like anyway anyway okay. i digress yeah so i guess that brings us to the end of basketball talk okay i'm trying a thing yeah keep keep trying we'll see we'll, we'll see we like it we like it. we'll see we'll, yeah we'll, we'll see if we bring it back next week um anyway so here's hockey talk hockey talk uh the sharks only had one game last week and they lost uh 4-2 to nashville and i mean it it was kind it was kind of close, but they um they, they just couldn't quite complete the comeback. I guess uh, yeah they were able to close it to three two, and then they 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 surrendered an empty netter at the end there. It happens. Yeah. Uh yeah they they're still hovering last in the division. They're near the bottom in the Western Conference. That's it is what it is. The team's not great, but 
I'm wearing the Sharks hat today. You might have noticed if you're on the YouTube screen. Uh, stream. Excuse me. Spit it out, Vin. I mean, you're welcome okay. to join us if so, you like. Comment. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, upcoming games, Tuesday against the New Jersey Devils, and then Thursday versus Anaheim. Then they have Saturday at Dallas and Sunday at Minnesota. My win of the week, I'm going to pick this right now before you can even dive in. I'm picking the Devils game on Tuesday. Mm. And the reason I'm doing that is, is because my ass is going to be there. Okay, so I'm going there. Boots on the ground. We're going to the uh, game on Tuesday against the New Jersey Devils. I have a former roommate. She was from New Jersey. And so uh, her and her husband and me and my wife and a couple of other of her friends, we're all going to go to the game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. And I hope she takes a big old L. I uh, I was, you know, it's funny. I was going to pick them, but knowing that you're picking them, I, it, it makes me feel inclined with a game and a half lead to pick something else, right? So uh, it makes it interesting. You could really put some distance on me or I could close the gap. That's true. Or they true. or they win both games or they lose both games. That's and it true. doesn't matter. Um I you know, I was just for for shits and giggles going to pick the stars, but knowing that they're in first place and uh I only have a game and a half lead here. So uh you know what? We're at home. Do it. Do it. I'm gonna pick Anaheim. Yeah, I'm you pick are. Anaheim. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Anaheim. There we are. Andy, we are uh we'll get Sam's pick for win of the week uh uh offline and, and we'll see what he says there. So yeah. just just for our standings right now, Tyler has eight correct. I have six and a half correct because of that shootout loss. And Sam is at two. Uh the trade deadline is approaching and uh we're we are waiting to see who gets moved uh from the sharks. It sounds like uh Duclair is being actively shopped. It sounds like Mario Ferraro is not being actively shopped. That doesn't mean that he's not going to get traded, but it means that right now it sounds like the sharks aren't trying to ship him out at this moment. If somebody really wants him and they offer, you know, something that, that my Greer can't turn down, then obviously that changes, but. I'm, I'm happy for declare, man. I, I watched him play. Uh, I want to say it was for. Palm Springs, their lower league, the Firebirds. I want to say it was them. You went. We went. We went to the game. Oh yes. Um, I'm happy for him, man. He's uh, had a big resurgence and uh, big year for him. He's a big dude, man. Like, uh, yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen a lot of uh, fights with him this year. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he's just not a fighter. Maybe he's a lover. <laughs> uh, Sam says he'll take Anaheim, so uh, he's keeping he's keeping Ooh. it alive. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, just got that in through the uh, through the text message. Hi, Sam. Sorry you're not on, bud, but feel better. Uh, um, yeah, so so I guess we're just kind of waiting to see what happens with the trade deadline, who gets moved, who stays, and uh, what teams are trying to, you know, make a push, who's on the outside looking in, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, your, your last chance to make a move is now. So, so yep. we're, we're going to see how that works out. And that brings us to the end of hockey talk do, 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 do. okay <laughs> um i'll take over here i'll bring us to the pitch anyway. um that being the case uh it was kind of a weird week we're playing their makeup games mk dons is the uh rival i would say if you're gonna pick any rivals uh for wrexham but they got the uh the the uh decision here it was a one one draw uh so good for them uh they picked up a point 
but then you turn around and you lose on Saturday to Gillingham one to zero. So that's not good. You went from third to fourth. You're current. They're currently 17, eight and eight, 59 points. Uh, they're set or six points away from first. Okay. Um, upcoming tomorrow, or if you're watching this on Tuesday, then today, uh, they're playing against four screen, which is a God awful team. And if you can't get that win, there needs to be some changes done drastically uh, in Parkinson's Parkinson's Harkey's uh, uh, lineup here. Lineup, so yeah. um, Saturday against uh, Agerton Stanley, uh, another team that that's kind of in the middle of the road there. That's that's fighting for its chance in to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be a top three team. So, um, but we'll see. We shall see. There's still plenty of time. Uh, they I heard that they're resting Paul Mullen to not make him gassed towards the end of the season that they really need him um which tells me one thing that means that they weren't able to really get a quality backup striker that they feel confident in that they have to rest paul mullen more um i think that needs to be addressed yeah, if, and if I, he's a, a late substitute maybe uh available off the bench i would imagine if they need him yeah so, and he's but... also been kind of struggling himself i i think i think he's kind of realizing that they don't really call as many fouls when they grab you like things kind of go off to the wayside in there in, in the uh efl there but um you know he's he's not really putting the goal in the back of the net i don't think that i i can recall within the last two weeks of seeing paul mullen's name you know it was usually somebody else is putting one in the back of the net there so maybe he just has fatigued himself so we'll see we got uh, about a couple more months here to uh sort this all out here so all right, so that brings us back to the local side. We have the Earthquakes have started their season, and they get handed an L at FC Dallas 2-1. So, obviously, it's only one game in. So, if you don't have any points, you're last. So, <laughs> I, I don't put – I'm not putting any stock into the position in the, like, in the standings after one week. Thank you, Rick. That being Bobby. said, they were a – they barely snuck into the playoffs last year. Yeah. They did not like you know, scoring was a problem. Uh, they 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 actually like they 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 took a lead first. Like they they got in front, and it was just one of those like breakdowns by by Dallas. They 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 just counterattacked and went and put it in, and then Dallas scores again before the half, and they score again in the second half. And there's your story. Yeah. So uh, home opener. Uh, against LA Galaxy. It's the first Classico to be a home opener. So that's interesting. Nice. Uh, we, we got a Classico, the the one that they pull all the stops out for, do the fireworks at Stanford Stadium or whatever. That's going to be closer to uh, July 4th. Nice. So, so we'll see how that, you know, it, it, it's a whole long season. So, uh, and the season is underway. And I just, I, I, I want to see them do well, uh, no matter how man, much money it ends up putting in John Fisher's fucking bank account, but <laughs> um, they're still here. They have their stadium, but they also are proof positive that John Fisher doesn't invest even when you give him the things that he wants. So if he does end up taking the A's to Las Vegas. I'm curious, man. I, I'm curious know, why I guess, I guess, okay. I guess that's why I get, I think I can just answer my question in my own head, but, but I guess to, to some sentiment, I, you know, obviously we're very vocal about John Fisher and, and and the hatred we have for a human being, which is very hard to have a hatred in, in my book. Um, but he, uh, yeah, for, he, for he succeeded that, you, that. For a man I've never met, uh, yeah. I don't, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking like 
politicians are the only ones that that I might hate more. Like, and yeah. this guy sucks. Like, really I, big time. He he personally affects a lot of stuff that we have to deal with. Uh, yeah, I mean, outside of a, of a team, a city, you right? Know, he's holding yeah. a city hostage. So, but my thing that is that we're very vocal. Ace fans are very vocal. Um, you know, I think the city of Oakland at sometimes is very vocal about this guy. I'm curious. And maybe I'm just not in the right channels and I'm not hearing it, but I'm curious if there's a lot of pushback in San Jose and they're asking oh, there is. for him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they, uh, the, 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 the sell the team stuff that the A's started, um, the, the Quakes have been like, hell yeah, absolutely. Like, and they've been on board with uh, with a lot of that as well. They just, um, uh, they, they, they they got their stadium is, is the thing. Mm. So it kind of like, delayed some of the anger and some of the rage that we've been feeling as ace fans like um they at least got the thing yeah they they, they got the new palace uh and they, they have the the longest outdoor bar in north america i don't know if it still is but that's what it was at the time so so at least they have something new that has a cool feature right you know and but but they're already saying that that building isn't good enough anymore too because they're greedy John Fisher is greedy and it's, it's near an airport and we can't put out outdoor shows. Maybe you should yeah. have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. So they, they built it near, right near, next to the airport. It's not just near the airport. It is right across the street. Like planes go over the top of that building like crazy. So you can't build it up any higher either. Yep. Um. So, so where it's at is what it is. So if they're going to, if they're going to try to expand and be a bigger type of, you know, team to draw or anything like that, they're going to have to move somewhere else in the city. Um, and that's just poor planning. So and it was it probably just all cheap land. And it, it was, was cheap land. It, cheap. Yep. it was cheap land. And it was poor, like it, it's poor planning. And I mean, the building itself, if they took that exact building and put it somewhere else in the city, I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah. You know, if, if they could maybe expand and build a second deck or something, that might be cool too. But yeah, it is what it is, and uh, that's what they have right now. So, uh, but they are definitely livid about not going out and getting anybody of uh, of note, really, and just trying to pacify with uh, sneaking into the playoffs once every like six or eight years. Sounds like a common theme we hear up north. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on to the next soccer note. Uh, uh, some of the top teams in the English Premier League are actually going to come to America, and they're going to play. Uh, they're going to play each other in a little summer tour. So Manchester United, Arsenal, and Liverpool—they'll have games this summer. Arsenal versus Man United in Los Angeles on the twenty-seventh of July. Arsenal is going to play Liverpool in Philadelphia on July thirty-first. And then Man United is going to play Liverpool at Columbia, South Carolina on August 3rd. So that's going to be the first time a Premier League team is going to be playing in South Carolina. Wow. That's kind of interesting. Um, I, I'm curious. The, that football stadium's huge. You know, that's the gang Cox. Uh, Cox, baby, Cox. Yeah. Um, no Cox. You, you, you agree B-squads, right? It's, oh, it's yeah. probably going to be B-squads. I mean, they, they, it's going to be probably mostly B-squads. You're going to see... Maybe somebody gets in there for thirty minutes just to like give everybody a you know, cheer and a wave or whatever, but nothing of note really. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, 
uh, I, I wouldn't be counting on seeing like Mo Salah for the entirety of two games uh, for the Liverpool for Liverpool. You know, uh, Bruno yeah. Fernandez is not going to be playing like all 180 minutes for Manchester <laughs> United. So, yeah, you know, I I, I do hope that they, they at least make an appearance. I I one thing I've always, or at least I hear, uh, you know, Formula One is probably more recent, but a lot of European, you know, professional athletes they always say. Playing in America is obviously not as grandiose as playing in your professional sport in Europe, given the sport, right? So soccer, or Formula One or whatever, right? Right, yeah. But they do say coming to America, it is a show that they are never seen, could never understand how how Europe could not do this. Like America does things on a way bigger scale for the fanfare. So hopefully it's something that, uh, you know, fans get to see and, and it's a big, exciting thing for them. So one could only hope fireworks galore. Right. Okay. So uh, that takes care of soccer. All right. We do have a couple notes on football before we wrap up today's uh, show. So hold on. I'm sorry. I'm... Ah! There we EA are. football. Okay. All right. So there we are. Go ahead. EA is offering college football players $600 and a copy of the video game for their name, image, and likeness. Hell yeah. Um, well, I like that they're 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 paying off uh, like that they're, they're paying out some of these kids. You know, uh, that that's that's the bare minimum. Why six hundred dollars? Is that the least amount that they could get away with? You Probably, know, I mean, but I, I would think it should be a thousand at least. Yeah, but you got to imagine it's not just the top schools. Like it's it, division. It, it's two. no, no, no. It, it, it's yeah, yeah, for real. Like it, it's 132, whatever. It's yeah. It's it's championship, like 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 like, and then like bowl subdivision and championship subdivision too. So. Like UC Davis is going to have their players get paid this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Put it in perspective. You know. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Should it be more. Of course. I always are. You know. Go to bat for anyone to get more money, but right. I'm just I, happy I, I, that that fourth string kicker at UC Davis is getting 600 bucks and a copy of a game that he probably either is or can't play. <laughs> we'll <right>. find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I, I, I want to know what the profits are actually going to be. I bet you. Okay, yeah. uh, like, I, like I, so that that's the real question. How much money is EA going to make off of this game? Yeah, and then how much money is NCAA making off of this game? Well, it's, and if the, and if and if it's out something outrageous, and they could have you know paid three thousand to each of these kids without even sweating, then I'm gonna be real mad. But if six hundred is like what what it ends up mathematically working out to being, I hope this number is flexible. I guess moving forward, it's um, like a, you said 125 schools. How, how many schools? 132 or something like 132? that. 134, okay. something like that. So, so I mean, we'll we'll see how much they actually make off of this game. That's what, that's the real question. I, I want to know what their profits are and did the kids that are in this game, did they get a raw deal or did they get fairly compensated? And the only way to really know that is to see how the game does in terms of sales and then kind of work the math backwards from there. So I don't know. It's, it, in my gut, it feels like $600 is a little light. That's all. Um, that's my that's my only complaint. I'm glad that they're getting something. I wish it was a little more. I think it should be a little more, but we'll see how the numbers work out forward. Essentially, it six hundred dollars divided by one hundred thirty two was like four and a half, right? 
let's you just say want, you, you, no 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 it's not four and a half but you don't want to divide it you want to multiply it dude i know but i'm going to multiply it by 70 dollars for a game copy right for a rough estimate right oh it, it, it's basically going to cost them an equivalent equivalent of of 10 cents let's say you sell a thousand copies right just a thousand copies at 70 bucks it's it's not going to cost them anything to do 600 bucks it would be like me giving you a penny at this point for EA. no uh yeah i i, I think there, there's i'm talking about just total numbers versus like you know 80 kids or whatever I'm, I'm not even worrying about like the kids getting the game i'm not worried about that part of it i'm i'm thinking strictly about the dollars and cents how many non-players are getting the game right. how many people that's so that's what i'm looking for is this, total sales this is what okay okay so this is where i got it too it was it was if it was $70 a game, because it's $70 a game, and let's say you sold just a shade over a thousand copies, right? They'd break even on just a thousand copies. It's like 1,131 copies. They would break even. I don't think I don't think you need to divide for that. I, no, I, no, no, no. It's it's 70 uh, 600 times 132, right? Right. 132, right. Times 80. I, again, I, eight, eight, 80 kids per team. Oh yeah, the times that by eighty. Okay, still okay. So essentially, it breaks down to them selling like eight thousand copies, which they'll sell eight thousand copies. I promise oh, yeah. you, they'll yeah, do that in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Um. But my point is that it costs them nothing. It doesn't cost them anything, right? I also think the EA is not giving them the money. I think each kid retrospectively has to sign up for something to be approved. They have to sign, to get, yeah, yeah they, yeah. they have to opt in to get the money. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, their name is not, their name, image, and likeness is not used in the game. And then they don't get the money. And so but. how many kids don't do that? You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. again, EA is going to get off on it. That's where I'm getting at. EA has a lot of money. They just screwed over a lot of people, including those who play their games too. But I digress. NFL salary cap is increasing to 55.4 million, which is 30.6 million higher than last year. Absolutely wild. I, uh, so I love much. it. I love it, man. I just yeah. want them to pay their players more. <laughs> Absolutely. That's it, it's great. I, I I love this for the players. Um, I mean, when we'll talk about this right now, T Higgins, uh, Cincinnati franchise tagged him. That's twenty one point eight million for wide receivers this year is the franchise tag value. I mean, they they still have a, an extra nine million to play with before yeah. they even factor in like other people that are gone from the team. So like, there's still nine million more to to pay. You know. The, the the lower end guys it, it's just I, I i love players getting paid i do so what you're saying is that the raiders should not be cheap and pay the 14 million to go get josh jacobs <laughs> yeah i think i think josh jacobs should stick around i think um this 30.6 million dollar like breathing room that's going to help the niners a lot too you know that's uh that that's the difference between keeping eric armstead and versus cutting him i think it might, I mean, as I hate to say, like, like, he it might, might have to renegotiate, too. but, but that'll, that's going to go a long way. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think his cap number is outrageous. So he, he's going to have to restructure um, a bit, but, but that's, that, that's, like I said, that's the difference between keeping a captain and your perennial, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Walter Payton man of the year candidate finalist. Um, he's, he's the Niners representative every year. Uh, for that award and he he doesn't win it because they only give it to one guy and every team gets one nominee so right but but, but he, you get the um, patch though yeah well you get the patch if you win that's true okay that's true that's true 
So, so he's a, but, but he's a great guy on and off the field for the Niners in the greater Bay area. And, and if, if this cap going up that much means you get to keep him. I love that for us. I love yeah. that journey. Yeah. I think uh, it's going to help a lot of teams. Um, and I hate to say, begrudgingly, it kind of helps the chiefs too, a little bit. So mm-hmm. maybe they don't have to cut all three of those star, you know, two cornerbacks and, and their, <laughs> and their Chris. Uh, yeah. And Chris Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I don't have anything else for the show unless you got something else for the show. No, that, that, that takes care of it for me. Uh, okay. So yeah, let's wrap this bad boy up. All right, real quick. Um, if anyone is wanting to support uh, the boycott, it is the summer of boycott. Um, I know Vince is going to do his birthday festivities, but um, the Oakland A's, or I should say the 68s in the last dive bar are partnering up to have everyone come tailgate the first game of the season. Do not buy tickets to go inside, buy tickets for the tailgate, hang out, party. It's going to be a f- oh, pretty the, wonderful time. Uh, also, it's like the ticket, the, it, it's not buying tickets for the tailgate. It's just riding the BART train over or True. coming into the parking well. lot. So, yep. so you don't, you don't want to go in to the stadium is the idea for opening day. And right. we're not like, nobody's here to tell A's fans how to mourn this loss or anything. I mean, we've yes. talked about this part of it as well. And, um, you know, uh, but, but they're asking that for opening day, come hang out outside and make a lot of noise and do that instead of going in on opening day. If you want to see the team one last time, do that, do that kind of thing. Uh, go ahead and do that. Just don't do it on opening day guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do go on opening day, it's gonna be a big party in the tail or big tailgate party uh, throughout the whole thing. And, and uh, I, I don't know, I haven't made my decision if I'm going to go or not to do that. But um, if you do, and if I, if I decide to go, you know, come say hi, I'd be happy to, to, take pictures with everyone and, and get to talk to everyone about their stories or, or whatever they're feeling about the uh, A's ownership. So I'd love to hear it. Um, also too, the baller season is starting up soon. Uh, the Oakland roots season is also starting up soon. Uh, Oakland roots start uh, this weekend, I believe they right? do. Yeah. And I think the yeah. soul starts next week. I think, I think so. eh, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, but they'll uh, uh, Oakland roots. They play at Cal State's Bay this season correct correct yeah so so they're they're coming to hayward technically so just south of oakland for those of you who don't who aren't familiar um yeah yeah, yeah. So and then up in the hayward hills come hang su- out go support the oakland roots go support the ballers um go support uh uh the soul the women's soccer team as well too um so plenty of uh of uh bay area local stuff around here to support oh before we leave because we only got like one minute here uh till we reach our hour mark yeah uh, I took my brother-in-law to the fans fest and I forgot to mention this and uh, he has never seen uh, how do his thing. Right. So how said, give me an a, hey. what does that spell? Hey. And then he would say, let's go Oakland. Right. Mm-hmm. And how has a new one out boys and girls. And you might know what it is, Vince. He says, give me a B. <laughs> B. What does that spell? B. Let's, Let's go, go ballers. ballers. <laughs> so, anyways, boys, on that note, uh, you are listening to the SVT podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts when we go live. Follow us on Instagram and threads at SVT Sports Pod. Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with all of you beautiful people. 
All right. I'll have a report from the Sharks game next week. So nice. uh, we'll see nice. you all. Uh, see you next time. All right, guys. Later, everybody.